أَلَمْ تَرَ Do you not see إِلَى الَّذِينَ Towards those people who يُجَادِلُونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ Who dispute concerning the signs of Allah, the verses of Allah, أَنَّا يُصْرَفُونَ How are they averted? On what basis? How? It's strange. The words, أَلَمْ تَرَ What do they express? Amazement. That amazing is the case of these people who despite seeing all of these clear signs, they are disputing concerning the signs of Allah. They see the evidences, the proofs of Allah's existence and His oneness, yet when His verses are recited, they don't accept, they criticize. Why do they do this jidal? Because they do not reflect enough, they do not use their mind correctly. They assume intelligence of themselves, whereas they are displaying extreme foolishness. Who are these people? الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِالْكِتَابِ They are those who deny the book. And not just the book, the scripture, but also, وَبِمَا أَرْسَلْنَا بِهِ رُسُولَنَا وَبِمَا And also in that which, meaning they deny that which, أَرْسَلْنَا We have sent بِهِ with it رُسُولَنَا Our messengers. Meaning that which we have sent our messengers with. And by the way, this ayah shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed two things upon His messengers. Firstly, the scripture. And secondly, other messages also. Which is why it is necessary that we believe in everything that a messenger was given. Whether it is in the form of the scripture, or it is in the form of other teachings. So for example, the Prophet wasallam, he was given the Qur'an and also the sunnah. So we must believe in all of that. So those who do jidal concerning the signs of Allah, the verses of Allah, they deny the book and also the other teachings that the messengers gave. فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ They are going to know. They are going to know the consequences of their pride and denial. Because ultimately, this entire jidal that they do, right? they are constantly disputing with the signs of Allah, as in criticizing, finding fault, this is out of pride. It's not a matter of argument, it's a matter of arrogance. Because if they wanted to understand, a little bit of reflection was sufficient. A little bit of reason was sufficient. But it's arrogance within their hearts, which is why they cannot see the truth, they're blind to it, and they're not able to believe in it. Take the example of Fir'aun. It's amazing how Fir'aun, apparently he couldn't see the truth of Musa a.s., but all those magicians could. And then Fir'aun couldn't see the truth of Musa a.s., but that Rajul Mu'min in the court of Fir'aun, one of the family of Fir'aun, he saw the truth of Musa a.s. Is the truth really that hidden? No, it's not. Is it really that complicated? No, it's not. Is it really difficult to believe in the existence of Allah? No. Not at all. In fact, it's easier to believe in God than to not believe in God. So, those who deny the kitab and bima arsalna bihi rusulana, this is out of pride, and they are soon going to know the outcome of this pride. And what is that outcome going to be? Idh when al-aglalu, the shackles, plural of the word ghul, fi arnaqihim, in their necks. Wasalasil and also the chains. Asalasil, plural of the word silsila. And what is silsila? It's a chain. Right? A chain. From this is also the term silsila, 
الذهبية, the golden chain, which refers to the chain of narrators, alright, which is a very unique chain of narrators from the Prophet ﷺ who narrated hadith. Because you see, over different generations, a particular hadith, it would have, for example, three or four people, sometimes five people between the final narrator and the Prophet ﷺ. But there is a silsilatul dhahabiyya, which is the chain of Imam Malik. Where Imam Malik learned the hadith from Imam Nafir, who learned the hadith from Ibn Umar anhu, who learned it from the Prophet ﷺ. So between the Prophet ﷺ and Imam Malik, how many people are there? Only two, over such a long period of time. So this chain of narration is known as a silsilatul dhahabiyya, the golden chain of narration. So anyway, the word silsila, it is a chain, a chain, a connected thing. Meaning one link connected with another link. And remember that primarily physical chains, we're talking about tangible chains, they're used to bind something. And they're used to bind something extremely firmly. Because with a rope, there's always a, you know, a problem that the rope can be cut. Right? Easily. Compared to a chain that is made of iron links or something. That's very difficult to break through. So, وَالسَّلَاسِلْ also, إِذِ الْأَغْلَالُ فِي أَعْنَاقِهِمْ وَالسَّلَاسِلْ When the shackles are around their necks, and also chains will be around their necks, and yushabun. With those chains and shackles, they shall be yushabun, dragged. سِينْ ba sahb, And sahb is to drag, to trail on the ground. They'll be dragged fil hamim into the boiling water. ثُمَّ then. From the boiling water, finari into the fire, yusjarun, set ablaze. Seen jim ra sajara. Sajara is basically to fill something up to the max. Like it is said, sajartu tanur. Tanur, a baking oven. I filled it up, meaning with fuel. It's full. You can't add any more fuel to it. So yusjarun, set ablaze. Different types of punishments, one after the other, with total humiliation and disgrace. And in that, ثُمَّ Then it will be said to them, Aina, Where is مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ That which you used to associate with Allah. Where is it now? That which you clung to so dearly, that which you refused to give up, where is it now? Those pathetic things because of which you disobeyed your Lord. Where are they now? Where are they? أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Besides Allah, other than Allah, where are they? Whether it was an idol, or it was a human, or it was science, or it was your own self, anything that you worshipped besides Allah, you took it as a replacement for God. Where is it now? أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ قَالُوا They will say, ضَلُّوا عَنَّا ضَلُّوا They have gotten lost. Anna from us. They have departed from us. Meaning we don't have them. We've lost them. We can't find them here. Rather, they will say, بَلْ rather, لَمْ not, نَكُنْ We used to, نَدْعُوا We worship, مِنْ قَبْلُوا Before شَيْئًا Anything. They will say the fact is that before in the world we never worshipped anything. This is a lie. 
they will lie here in order to try to save themselves. Like in the Quran, in Surah Al-An'am, ayah 23 also we learn, that they will say, وَاللَّهِ رَبِّنَا مَا كُنَّا مُشْرِكِينَ They will say, by Allah, our Lord, we never did shirk. Whereas they did shirk. Why will they lie? This will be an attempt to get out of punishment. But will this lie help them? No, it won't. They will say, بَلَّمْ نَكُنْ نَدْعُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ شَيْئًا We never worshipped anything before. Meaning we didn't do shirk. Whereas they did shirk. Another explanation for this part of the ayah is that now they will confess. They will admit that the reality of our so-called gods was that they weren't actually gods. Bal rather, when we were worshipping them, lam nakun nadru. We weren't actually calling upon min qablu before shayyan anything. We weren't actually calling upon anything. All of our worship was in vain. All of our devotions were unheard. Because remember we learned this earlier also, that if a person calls upon someone other than Allah, then their dua is in dalal. It's an error. It's never going to be heard. It's never going to be responded to. In Surah Fatir also we have learned this concept. Correct? That if an idol is being worshipped, that idol doesn't even know it's being worshipped. If an animal is being worshipped, doesn't even know it's being worshipped. If the sun is being worshipped, doesn't even know. It doesn't hear. So they will realize their shirk that Lam Nakun Nadru min Kablu Shay'a. What a waste. We wasted our lives. Allah says, Kadalika Yudillullahul Kafirin. Thus does Allah put astray who? Those who deny. Meaning this is how they were in misguidance. How? They thought. They were upon some evidence, but in reality they were not. They thought they were worshipping, but in reality they were not worshipping. And this is dalal, that a person is doing something wrong, thinking himself to be right. ذَلِكُمْ That, O oh you all, meaning this punishment you're suffering, is why, bima Because kuntum, you used to, tafrahuna You used to rejoice, fil ardi in the earth, بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ Without any right. And secondly, وَبِمَا And because because of what? كُنْتُمْ You were tamrahun, You used to behave insolently. Two crimes are mentioned over here. What's the reason for their misguidance that will ultimately lead them to humiliating punishment? Two reasons. Firstly, فَرْحْ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ What is farh? Farh is to be happy. And is there anything wrong in being happy? Not at all. We should be happy. We should be positive. We should be grateful. But you see, there is a level of happiness which is good and praiseworthy. There is a situation, a place to be happy. Alright? And then there are certain other situations where happiness is not appropriate. Like for example, if a person is doing something wrong, and they're doing it very happily. Like a person is cheating on an exam, and their teacher doesn't find out, and they're giggling away. They're giggling away. Is this a place really to be happy about? No. A person just committed theft. A person just consumed something unlawful. A person lied to their mother. A person cheated someone. And they're rejoicing. بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ It's not correct for them to rejoice in that situation at that moment. Because of what they have done. It doesn't befit them to be happy over there. Rather they should be crying over there. They should be sad over there. They should be feeling guilty over there. So تَفْرَحُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ 
And this farh, right, it's almost referring to the kind of arrogance which they displayed. Happy doing wrong and doing it arrogantly. Happy denying the haqq. Happy denying Allah. Happy refusing to obey Allah. So ذَلِكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَفْرَحُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ When a person is doing something wrong, and yet they are rejoicing, then this is something that will lead to a lot of crying. Right now a person can laugh all they want, giggle all they want, but there will come a time when their tears will not stop. When their regret will not stop. Because look at the humiliating punishment. And second crime, وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَمْرَحُونَ Because you used to do marah. What is marah? Marah is also to be happy, but it's a level higher than farh. It's worse than farh, such that one begins to look down on others. Marah is like happy and arrogant, disregarding the bounds of decency and appropriateness. Take the example of Rajul Mu'min that we learned in the previous lesson, and Fir'aun, the cheap jokes that he was cracking in the middle. Right? And he must be feeling so happy inside of himself, oh, you know what, all of his argument, I just killed it. This is marah. So you enjoyed Allah's favors and yet you denied Him. And in that denial, you were happy. So now, take the punishment. It will be said, Udukhulu, enter. Abwaba jahannam, gates of hell. Khalidina fiha. To abide eternally therein. There is no exit. Fabi'sa mathwal mutakabbirin. How wretched is the residence of the arrogant. Notice, hellfire is the mathwa of who? Of who? Abode of who? Mutakabbirin, arrogant. And in hadith also we learn this. That the quality of the people of Jannah is that they're humble. And the quality of the people of hell is that they're arrogant. There is a hadith that indicate that. And the Qur'an also indicates that. فَبِئْسَ مَثْوَ الْمُتَكَبِّرِينَ In fact, we learn from hadith that if a person has even a little bit of pride in their heart, they're not entering Jannah. Because humble people will be allowed to enter Jannah. It's so important that we practice humility. And how is it that we practice humility? That even when something is going against our wishes, but we know that Allah likes it, we make ourselves do it. We make ourselves do it. We know that something is right in the eyes of Allah. But I find it difficult. I find it bitter. But still you make yourself do it. This is what kills your ego. And it's very important to discipline ourselves. فَبِئْسَ مَثْوَ الْمُتَكَبِّرِينَ The Prophet ﷺ is advised, فَاصْبِرْ Be patient. إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٍّ So be patient, because indeed the promise of Allah is true. Yes, these people are rejoicing in their opposition to you, having a lot of fun, laughing over you, ridicule, you know, in their ridicule and opposition, they're having a lot of fun, be patient, because the promise of Allah is true. فَإِمَّا So if, نُرِيَنَّكَ We certainly show you, بَعْضَ الَّذِي نَعِدُهُمْ Some of that which we promise them, and what is it that we promise them? The punishment. Meaning whether some of that punishment comes in your life, upon these people, and you are a witness to that, أو or نَتَوَفَّيَنَّكَ We take you in death. Meaning the punishment comes after your death. So what's the message here? 
whether the punishment comes in your life or it comes after your life. فَإِلَيْنَا يُرْجَعُونَ In either case, to us is their return. To us, they shall return. Meaning, sooner or later, they shall meet their fate. They cannot miss their ultimate outcome. And this is something that brings sabr to a person. Because what happens is that difficulty, when it prolongs, when it's there for a very, very long time. Think about the Prophet ﷺ, the Sahaba in Mecca, 13 years. You know, they're practicing their religion in fear, in secret, in private. They're afraid. Afraid. But what does Allah say? Be patient. The promise of Allah is true. Yes, it's been a very long time. And yes, those who deny the Prophet, they shall be given their recompense. It's either going to come in your life or after your life. Regardless, these people are not going to avoid their fate. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, أَرْسَلْنَا We sent رُسُولًا Messengers مِنْ قَبْلِكَ before you. Take example from history. O Prophet ﷺ. And the same is for us also. Before you, many messengers were sent. منهم among them, من قصصنا عليك are those whom we have قصصنا we have narrated عليك on you, meaning we have narrated their stories on you. We have informed you about their stories. ومنهم and among those prophets are من those who لم نقصص عليك we have not narrated on you, meaning we've not informed you about their stories. In Surah Furqan, Ayah 38, Allah says, وَعَادًا وَثَمُودًا وَأَصْحَابَ الرَّسِّ وَقُرُونًا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ كَثِيرًا Many generations. In Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 9, we learn, أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ نَبَأُ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ قَوْمِ نُوحٍ وَعَادٍ وَثَمُودٍ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ لَا يَعْلَمُهُمْ إِلَّا اللَّهِ None knows them except Allah. So many prophets Allah sent. Some you know of and some you don't know of. However, what is true for every prophet is that وَمَا and not كَانَ it was, meaning it was possible. لِرَسُولٍ for any messenger. أَنْ يَأْتِيَ that he would come be ayatin with a sign, meaning no prophet could bring an ayah. And remember, ayah means miracle and it also means a verse. So no prophet could bring a verse or a miracle illa bi idnillah, except by the permission of Allah. He couldn't make up verses because verses were revealed by Allah. He couldn't just make up a miracle because miracles were sent by Allah. And why were these miracles sent? Why? Remember we have learned about this earlier also. That when people demanded to see miracles, those miracles were sent as a final warning. Right? That if there is denial, then after this denial will be punishment. Like what happened with the people of the camel. They demanded to see a miracle, a camel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the naqah. They denied the naqah. And what happened? Punishment came. فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ Then when the command of Allah came, and what command is this? Of punishment. Why? Because of their denial. قُضِيَ بِالْحَقِّ It was concluded in truth. Meaning the matter of those people was concluded in fairness and in finality. Meaning, the decree of Allah was fair and final. وَخَسِرَ And he was lost. He suffered loss. هُنَالِكَ Right there and then. الْمُبْطِلُونَ The falsifiers. مُبْطِلُونَ Plural of the word مُبْطِل And who is مُبْطِل? A believer of باطل. A follower of باطل. 
a speaker of batil, meaning one who believes in falsehood, follows falsehood, says falsehood, all such people were lost. They suffered loss right there and then. What was their falsehood? Accusing the Prophet of lying, opposing the Prophet, jidal with the ayat of Allah. So none of that helped them. Allahu alladhi Allah is the one who ja'ala lakum who has made for you al-an'am the grazing livestock more signs are mentioned notice in this section of the surah in particular so many signs are sprinkled all across every now and then we are reminded you have doubt in Allah's power you have doubt in his existence you have doubt in his oneness no you should not have any doubt because look at this sign and look at this proof and look at that proof So Allah is the one who has made for you grazing livestock. Why? لِتَرْكَبُوا So that you can embark minha from them. Meaning of these animals are such that you can ride. وَمِنْهَا And of them, meaning some animals are such that تَأْكُلُونَ You eat. Meaning some of these animals you eat, some of these animals you use for riding, and some of these animals you use for both, eating and riding. Like for example camels. Right? You eat them and you can also ride them. Did you make them yourself? No, you didn't. وَلَكُمْ And for you, فِيهَا in it مَنَافِعُ Benefits. Meaning other numerous benefits, various benefits, which need not be listed because they're well known. وَلِتَبْلُغُوا And so that you may reach. Meaning these animals Allah has provided you So that through them, with them, you reach. And remember the meaning of the word balagha. What does it mean? To reach and also to? مَا هُمْ What was the meaning I gave you? Huh? Attain. Alright? So reach as in attain. Puberty is called bulugh. Why? Because a person attains that age. You know, where they're required to pray and etc. Alright? So, through these animals, you reach as in you attain. Alayha on it, meaning on these animals, when you sit on them, and you journey from one place to the other, or you load your baggage on these animals, then you attain hajatan a need that you find fi sudurikum in your chests. This is so beautiful. The haja that you find feels sudurikum. Have you ever felt a need in your heart? You know what I'm talking about? A need in your heart. It's like you want something and you think about it, you try to do it, it doesn't happen, you try again, and then you try again. And you're not satisfied until that need is fulfilled. You understand? So for example, if you're craving something sweet and you tell yourself, you know what? Just have this quarter cookie. Alright? And it's like a, not even a proper cookie, it's a tea biscuit. Alright? And you have a, a piece of it. Is it going to satisfy your craving for sweetness? No, it won't. It will not be satisfied until you open that chocolate bar and you have a good piece of chocolate. Isn't it? So this is that haja you find in your sadr. Meaning you've just got to fulfill it. And What's being mentioned over here? The blessing of transportation, of travel, being able to travel from place to place. And that has been facilitated how? Through these animals. 
these riding beasts. You ride on them and you get from one place to the other. And now you might say, well, we don't really use horses and camels. Well, even a car or a bus. Do you know how it is to be stranded without your bus card or without your car? Or however you go around the city? You know that day when buses are not working? They're not in service? How does it feel? How does it feel when there's a snowstorm and everything is shut? Roads are closed. You can't go. You feel trapped, stuck. So, عَلَيْهَا حَاجَةً فِي صُدُورِكُمْ You see, travel is a need. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated that. So this blessing of transportation is being mentioned. Without which it would be impossible to meet our loved ones, to go and explore. Because you see, sometimes haja is curiosity also. Right? You're just curious, what's over there? And this is why there were great explorers in the past who didn't just... You know, you wonder, why did they bother to travel from one part of the world to the other? Isn't it? Like people who discovered certain parts of the world, you wonder, why did they do that? You learn about their stories of how so many hundreds of people went, but only 30 people made it alive. Why would you bother? Because curiosity is also a haja in the heart. So, لِتَبْلُغُوا عَلَيْهَا حَاجَةً فِي صُدُورِكُمْ وَعَلَيْهَا And upon it, meaning upon these animals, وَعَلَى الْفُلْكِ And upon ships, meaning on sea, تُحْمَلُونَ You all are carried. So you can go from one place to the other. Allah says, وَيُرِيكُمْ آيَاتِهِ And He shows you His signs. So many signs. فَأَيَّ then which ayatillahi signs of Allah tunkirun do you deny? Which signs of Allah will you deny? You deny one sign, well here's another one. You deny that, okay here's another one. What can you deny? The fact is that you can't deny it. And this is the evidence for the proof of God. All of this creation. How can you deny it? You can't reject it. أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah says, have they not traveled in the land? فَيَنْظُرُوا And then they should look. كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ How was the consequence of those people who came before them? Those who denied. What happened to them? Are they alive today? No. كَانُوا they were أَكْثَرَ مِنْهُمْ More than them. More numerous than them. Meaning in numbers, there were more. In population, there were more. وَأَشَدَّ قُوَّةً And stronger in strength. And also وَآثَارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ And they were also stronger in terms of the traces that they left behind on earth. We have done these words earlier, so I'm not going into detail of the words over here. A very similar verse we read in this surah. فَمَا أَغْنَى عَنْهُمْ So it did not benefit them. What did not benefit them? مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ That which they used to earn. Whatever they acquired in this world, any kind of quwa, whatever they built and they left as athar, right? monuments and structures, their architecture, whatever it is that they built, they made, they collected, did it benefit them? No, it didn't. Did it prevent death from reaching them? No, it didn't. Life is temporary. Realize you're here for a reason. Don't get deceived by this life. فَلَمَّا جَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُهُمْ Then when their messengers came to them, بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ With the clear proofs. 
The prophets of these people came to them with clear proofs. What was the reaction of these people? Farihu. They rejoiced. With what? With what the prophets had brought? No. They rejoiced bima with that which indahum was with them min al-ilm of knowledge. Meaning whatever knowledge they had, they rejoiced over it. And in rejoicing over that, they rejected the message of the prophets. For example, if you have a plate full of food, alright, delicious food, and somebody brings you more food, what do you say? What do you say? I already have. Thank you. I don't need what you've brought me. Right? Because you're satisfied with what's in front of you. But if, let's say, the food on your plate is not as good as what the person has brought you, then what will you do? You'll say, sure, I'll take it. Even though I have this food, nah, I don't want it. I want the one that you brought me. Isn't it? So, فَرِحُوا بِمَا عِنْدَهُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ What does it show? That they were content and satisfied with the worldly knowledge and skills that they possessed. And because of that, they rejected the message of the prophets. Now, this doesn't mean that worldly knowledge is not good. We shouldn't be happy about it. No, of course we should be happy about it. If Allah has given us a skill, we should be happy about it. But that should not lead us to rejecting the knowledge that the prophets have brought. It should not lead us to denying the knowledge that the prophets have brought. It should not make us think that we are not in need of divine message. فَرِحُوا بِمَا عِنْدَهُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ They ignored what the prophets brought, they boasted about the little that they knew, and considered themselves in no need of the divine message. So what happened? وَحَاقَ بِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ وَحَاقَ بِهِمْ And it surrounded them. What surrounded them? What is it that they were enveloped by? مَا كَانُوا بِهِ يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ Exactly that which they used to ridicule. And what is it that they ridiculed? The message of the prophets. The warning of the prophets. You see, there's two types of knowledge. One type of knowledge is that which leads to worldly success. It yields immediate results. Right? You... Go for some training, you acquire a skill, you acquire some certification, and so you are able to get a particular job. It yields immediate benefit. Alright? This is worldly knowledge. You learn, you apply, you make money, you're happy. The other type of knowledge is that which leads to success in the hereafter. Alright? And it doesn't yield immediate benefit, necessarily, always, but the results in the hereafter are certain. Now, we see that majority of the people were proud and satisfied with what they knew about this dunya. They said, you know what? We don't need this Qur'an. We don't need this divine message. We know enough. In Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 7, Allah says, يَعْلَمُونَ الظَّاهِرَ مِنَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ عَنِ الْآخِرَةِ هُمْ غَافِلُونَ They know the ظاهر of this dunya. They're just lost in the apparent of this world. And of the hereafter, they're ignorant. In Surah An-Namla 66, Allah says, بَلِدَّارَكَ عِلْمُهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ بَلْهُمْ فِي شَكِّمْ مِنْهَا بَلْهُمْ مِنْهَا عَمُونَ They're blind to the hereafter. They're blind to it. So here we need to ask ourselves that out of all the things that I have learned, out of all the skills that Allah has given me, what is it that I am most proud of or happy about or grateful for? 
or feel most in need of or feel that it's extremely necessary for my survival and my success out of all the different skills because those people who are just happy with worldly knowledge are being criticized i'm not saying that if you have some degree in biochemistry or something you haven't done good enough no mashallah that's amazing it has its place but in addition to that what are we learning from that treasure which the prophets brought because the prophets of allah they didn't leave behind dirham and dinar they didn't leave behind money they didn't leave behind gold and silver the riches of this world they left true wealth and what is that true wealth that knowledge which will make you forever rich and that is not the knowledge of business that is not the knowledge of technology it's not the knowledge of biology or chemistry it's the knowledge of of the deen knowledge of allah knowledge of ibadah that will help us prepare our homes in the hereafter that is real knowledge truly beneficial knowledge so farihu bima indahum min alilm and you see when a person begins to think very highly of himself because of the worldly knowledge he has it leads to arrogance again don't get me wrong i'm not saying don't study worldly sciences they have their place but out of all the different uloom that exist the best ilm is the ilm which the prophets brought so while we are studying different things we must also make sure that we study the sacred knowledge falamma ra'aw ba'sana then when they saw our punishment qalu amanna billah they said we believe in allah wahdahu only him before they denied in their pride and they said wa kafarna and we deny bima kunna bihi mushrikeen we deny all that we used to associate we deny all of that now we only believe in allah who said this firaun also said this right In Surah Yunus ayah 90 we learn qala amantu annahu la ilaha illa alladhi amanat bihi banu israil wa ana min almuslimin but did this belief help him then no it didn't falam yaku yanfa'uhum falam suna yaku it is yanfa'uhum it benefit them it did not benefit them imanuhum their faith lamma ra'aw ba'sana when they saw our punishment meaning when they saw the punishment and then they believed that belief didn't benefit sunnatullah this is the way of allah allati which qad khalat fi ibadihi which has passed in his servants meaning which has been implemented many times before there have been numerous times when people were too proud to accept the truth and once they were at the verge of death then they accepted but that acceptance didn't benefit them wa khasira hunalika alkafirun hunalika what does hunalika mean right there and then that is where the deniers lost up until now they were thinking they were doing very well this is why they were doing farh and marh they were rejoicing very happy denying busy doing jidal but then right there and then when the pangs of death came that's it their loss was evident their loss was established so one should not get deceived by the freedom and the blessings that he's enjoying in this life he should realize that allah is the giver life is short these blessings are temporary the return is to allah and so a person must prepare for that meeting 
With this, alhamdulillah, we conclude the first of the Sabar Hawameem. And inshallah, in our next class, we will continue with the next surah. Let's listen to the recitation. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ يُجَادِلُونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ أَنَّا يُصْرَفُونَ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِالْكِتَابِ وَبِمَا أَرْسَلْنَا بِهِ رُسُلَنَا فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ إِذِ الْأَغْلَالُ فِي أَعْنَاقِهِمْ وَالسَّلَاسِلُ يُسْحَبُونَ فِي الْحَمِيمِ ثُمَّ فِي النَّارِ يُسْجَرُونَ ثُمَّ قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تُشْرِكُونَ مِنْ ادخلوا ابواب جهنم خالدين فيها فبئس مثوى المتكبرين فاصبر ان وعد الله حق فاما نرينك بعض الذي نعدهم او نتوفينك فالينا يرجعون وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلًا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَصَصْنَا عَلَيْكَ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَمْ نَقْصُصْ عَلَيْكَ وَمَا كَانَ لِرَسُولٍ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِآيَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ قُضِيَ بِالْحَقِّ وَخَسِرَ هُنَالِكَ الْمُبَطِلُونَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَنْعَامَ لِتَرْكَبُوا مِنْهَا وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ وَلِتَبْلُغُوا عَلَيْهَا حَاجَةً في صدوركم وعليها وعلى الفلك تحملون ويريكم آياته فأي آيات الله تنكرون أفلم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم كانوا أكثر منهم وأشد قوة وآثارا في الأرض فما أغنى عنهم ما كانوا يكسبون فلما جاءتهم رسلهم بالبينات فرحوا بما عندهم من العلم 
فرحوا بما عندهم من العلم وحاق بهم ما كانوا به يستهزئون فلما رأوا بأسنا قالوا آمنا بالله وحده وكفرنا بما كنا به مشركين فلم يكن ينفعهم إيمانهم لما رأوا بأسنا سنت الله التي قد خلت في عباده وخسر هنالك الكافرون سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته